Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Grey's Anatomy, the most iconic binge-worthy drama, is back, along with answers to the biggest cliffhangers. Will Teddy survive? Will Joe and Link finally find happiness together? Meredith returns along with fan faves like Arizona. You can now stream every episode of Grey's ever on Hulu and new episodes next day. Watch new episodes of Grey's Anatomy Thursdays at 9, 8 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Managed print services to keep your printing costs down? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A. On Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Welcome back, everybody. It's 134 in Edmonton. Bob Stoffer, Brendan Escott with you. Oilers Now. Royal Pizza. Pizza, pasta, and so much more. Edmonton owned and operated for over 50 years. For a menu and a list of their 13 Edmonton area and locations. Of course, Royal Pizza is available uh, for pickup and uh, for delivery. Go online at royalpizza.ca or download the Royal Pizza app from the App Store. The Stoffer recommendation at Royal Pizza is the Mediterranean chicken. We welcome back to the show our NHL insider, John Shannon. John, how you holding up? Hey, Bob, how are you? Good. I saw you retweet Jonathan Willis's piece uh, today yeah. on uh, the, the television uh, broadcasters, which yeah. uh, that, so it's always interesting. It, it is funny because they ranked all 31 teams, and I, I will say this, and, and I know obviously, you know, when you're privileged enough to be in a role like mine or Jack's, you get to meet all these guys. I wasn't surprised that John Forslund, uh, as part of the Carolina crew, was ranked as highly as he is. I mean, I, he's just a terrific play-by-play guy. Look, you've worked in this business a long time. You retweeted out uh, the piece on The Athletic. What was your take on what you saw? Well, first of all, Jonathan did a heck of a amount of work uh, on the piece. Uh, and, I, and I think that if you follow the Oilers and you follow Jonathan, you know he's a little bit of an analytics nerd, which is not a bad thing. It's the reality. Uh, but just right. like hockey, um, broadcasting isn't just about analytics either. Uh, and the subjectivity of his his rating to me was the thing that was probably most unfair. Uh, although I did agree with uh, I did agree with some of the analysis of the fans. It's all very subjective. Uh, and I, I probably think uh, uh, there were there was ten teams that were treated fairly, ten that weren't treated fairly, and ten teams that exceeded expectation. So if, if in that case, uh, I, I commended the reason I retweeted it is I wanted to commend John for working as hard on it as I've seen anybody ever do it when it comes to broadcasting in the NHL. Particularly, Bob, it's one of the interesting things. So uh, when I joined the NHL in 2006. Um, there were 1,230 regular season games. There were less than 250 of those games that were on a national basis. So that meant the messenger of our game to the hardcore hockey fan in all these cities were those local broadcasts. And it was in my opinion at that time in 2006 is that they were uh, the ugly stepchild of the NHL and didn't, didn't get any help and didn't get any coaching. 
and didn't get any opportunity to be better. Uh, we were so catered to the national networks, we didn't care about um, what happened on a regional basis. So, you know, for case in point, uh, on the television side in Edmonton, the Oilers are contracted to be on CBC and Sportsnet 18 times. Well, that leaves uh, a heck of a lot amount of games that are regional based. And those 60, what, 66 games, 64 games, whatever, I can't do my math right now, 64 right. games, uh, deserve to be looked after and treasured and coached. And, and in my time at the NHL, that's what we tried to do. And I was, I was happy to see that those types of guys get some attention on a national basis in Jonathan's piece. Yeah. Uh, one of the things that Jonathan tweeted out later, I guess he got some feedback, was in terms of uh, the emphasis of broadcast location and how that has changed in the newer buildings. And, you know, for the listeners that are unaware, uh, Sportsnet, Rogers, have a superior broadcast location uh, than, I mean, they're down basically on, what, the second? You've been, uh, you've yeah. been sort of close to there when you were on the panel. Yeah. But they're not eight eight floors up at Rogers Place. Now, you know, Jack's got really good eyesight, and we do a little bit of a test, John, where the, the New Jersey test, which is I believe is the furthest broadcast location in the league for the majority of the broadcasters, and the test we do is can you read the signage yeah. all the way around the rink? Yeah. And I'm one of the few guys in the league uh, that can actually read the signage all the way around the rink in New Jersey. I think there's under five <laughs> guys in the league that can do it. Now, unfortunately for the listeners, Nobody the problem cares. I have is they don't I, don't care. Know, I don't know anything about hockey. So, so, so that gets off. I might have good eyesight, but most people will tell you I don't know what the heck I'm talking about. But with all seriousness, we do need to mention it is a different game in that regard as we've gone into these newfangled arenas for a lot of these broadcasters. I don't necessarily buy that. Okay. Uh, uh, for one simple reason, I say, you know, there's going to come a time, and, and, and perhaps it's out of the COVID-19 pandemic that it happened. Aha! You may be calling games off tube a lot more. Yeah. You may not be traveling at all. You know, if you think it's far from the, your, your broadcast booth to the ice in Edmonton, wait till you call a game from Edmonton and the game's in Denver. Uh, and I'm saying that facetiously, but there are there are certain. I mean, and, and this is something that is really a, 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 a state of mind in Europe. There's a ton of, of broadcasting that is done off tube in Europe. There's a ton of broadcasting done off tube at the Olympics, and and I can guarantee you, 85 percent of the time, you cannot tell whether the person's in the arena. So you don't you don't. You don't buy that that player that when we were in, in the past in some of the buildings like in Boston and the old gardens. Oh, the, it's fantastic! The, right, and yeah. you could literally like I I can pretty much tell who the Oiler player is by how he skates on the ice. Sure, I don't even need to really look at the number. Yeah, but you know there are sometimes when maybe it's a new and even with opposition teams. I mean, and and some people have suggested that Jack and me talk too much about the players on the opposition teams, but you, you got to have a bit of a gut feel for them, too, and some information. So you don't buy that, that uh, the broadcast location's a significant factor? No. Never have, never will. Okay. Never have, never will. Uh, uh, and I'm sympathetic to it, but I'll tell you what, just do your job. 
Uh, and, and I'm not talking about you. I'm just talking about in reality. Right. I mean, hey, it is what it is. Suck it up. Live with it. Enjoy it. I, I mean, we, we, I mean, to think that we are sitting and complaining about broadcast positions and we get paid to do this stuff? Are you kidding me? You know, come I'm on. We, 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 you could have a that. real job. You could work in the patch. Okay, you're going to lecture me on that, are you? Here well, we go. Let's get the gloves off. John, there was one thing that I found interesting. And yeah, Jonathan. <laughs> Hold on. Are you changing uh, the topic on me, Bob? You want the gloves off? No, you're because I'm going to go right into your mailio next, okay? <laughs> there was one thing. I was surprised at how many people made comments kind of about the technical production side of the broad. Because I personally think, and maybe I'm naive to this, but. You know, and I, I did years ago, John, as you know, I did font chord and stats, and I learned a hell of a lot. And I learned, I, you know, there's a lot more about stuff that happens in a game broadcast that I don't know. I was surprised at how much perspective was given to that from a lot of the feedback in Jonathan Willis's survey. Well, you know, I, I, I think that when you have... We, I mean, the, the level of importance of broadcasting and television and everybody, everybody's day-to-day -day life. Uh, and, and it's one of those things uh, when it comes to our sport and, and in the many jobs that I have, um, that the viewer now understands our business. The viewer knows what we're going through. Uh, the viewer knows where the cameras are. So, for instance... Uh, if there's a dispute near the goal and whether the puck is either in or has got pushed in, or the viewer now is the one demanding, I want to see the overhead camera. I want to see that replay. Now, the replay may show nothing. And the producer makes that elective decision in his own mind in the truck to say, I'm not going to show it because it's a waste of time. But now the viewer expects it. Now the viewer needs it. And you have to replay it just to say just to so hey guys it shows nothing you make the decision and that's i think that is actually a part of our business that has changed is is not the sophistication of technology not the sophistication of the game but the sophistication of the viewer because they understand our business more and more than ever before do you think we'll get to a place where the viewer has access and ability to call literally their own shots when watching a game? Well, I think if you go to, uh, if, if you're a subscriber to the out-of-market uh, out package uh, from uh, NHL Live, uh, you can do that a little bit now. There's usually ISO cams. There's usually the overhead cameras. The problem is is that you don't, you don't necessarily have the technology at home yet. To, to cut the cameras at the appropriate time and to pick the replays at the appropriate time. That's what that's what the the main feed the feed that you see on on Sportsnet or on CBC or on, in the United States on NHL Network or NBC Sports Network or the Fox Regionals. Uh, that's that's what they can do for you. They are supposed to siphon that out and get rid of all the crap and give you the best the, give you the best views all the time you can still make the final opinion but give you the best views so i, I think that, i think we've tried that i think i think when rogers started the national package six years ago they tried to do that and realized that that was a very very small market rather than what they wanted to do i don't think like for instance i don't think you want to watch the whole game from the ref cam i yeah. think you want to watch it for 45 seconds um, but I, I think that, you know, the, the whole challenge of improving camera positions uh, and, and an improving audio and improving replays, 
that's where I think the, the business will go in order to try to satisfy the demands of the viewer. What do you think's happening right now, John Shannon joining us here on NHL Insider? You've worked for the league, uh, you've, you've worked for Rogers. What do you think's going on right now between the powers at Rogers and the powers at the NHL? Uh, well, it's a one-way conversation. Uh, it's the NHL pushing the uh, the agenda, um, and and them and then just trying to figure out when when games, if they do get played, when they start. And like a good partner, you're keeping your uh, your investor uh, informed of what your thought process is and what the potential schedule might be, and you know, if there's if there's still going to be regular season games played, what would the appetite be for it? Uh, what I think they would probably try to get some level of input uh, from the networks on um, uh, playoff schedule and playoff format. Uh, the one thing I would tell you, though, Bob, and just, just file this one away. So here we are. It's the first of April. Yeah. Um, I think that the uh, IOC's decision to postpone the summer games in Tokyo. Uh, will have a could could have a dramatic effect on what is going on with uh, NBC uh, and NBC's desire to have sports in August. Uh, and I think that when you consider the long-term effect of if you can keep NBC happy and they have a new contract coming up in the next couple of years, uh, I think that we're you know that whole concept of hockey in August to finish the season. It just might make some sense. Well, and that's something you and me have discussed literally for the last three weeks here on this yep. show. I know we yep. we broached that subject before. To me, that's a slam dunk. Like, uh, you know, there's there's an open window there to go capitalize. There's going to be an appetite for it because you know you can only watch Mindhunter and Ozark and whatever. Holy else. smokes! I'm not going to spoil it. Did you watch the end of Ozark though? Whoa, 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 whoa! whoa. Don't spoil it because I got. I'm, I watched four episodes of the first season yesterday, and I'm going to try to bang Aww. off six today. So there you go. <laughs> that was I my did week- watch, Bob, uh, that was my weekend. So that was my weekend. So <laughs> I did watch all of Mindhunter in 24 hours. Oh, did you really? Wow. Oh, yeah. I got. Yeah, I, I went hard <laughs> for, for a couple days there. John, we have a... Uh, when is the final... So the players get paid for the regular season. When's the last check uh, theoretically going to come in? Well, it's supposed to be uh, Monday. Next Monday. Next Monday. All right. Yeah. Here we go. Uh, yeah, because, uh, because all, the regular uh, season the regular season is supposed to end this Saturday, Bob. Yes. And yes. so that was, which is April the fourth, I guess. So, can so you, that uh, we means... got text coming in on our on our Ashley Fine Floors text line. Uh, can you quickly explain what escrow is to our listeners? Oh my God, <laughs> escrow is the holdback. Yeah. When you when you decide if you and I are partners, yes. and we we both spend money and we both make money, uh, but we have to have a holdback of a percentage that at the end of the year, that if you've paid fifty three percent of the bills and I've paid forty seven percent of the bills, that you you have to make sure that you get a balance of that money, in order to make sure you're whole. So the players. Um, they have there's a holdback, and it was I guess it was about 13, 14 percent last uh, a couple of years back, and they finally settled that it's um, it's it's going to be at 12 percent. So they basically it takes a year to do the books, 
balance the books in the NHL between the yes. players and the teams in the league. Uh, and so the players with their 15% hold back from a couple of years back get 3% back because they settled at just over 12%. So it's a, it's a, it's, when, you, when you have a partnership, there has to be a pool of money that can balance the books at the end of the day when it's a 50-50 split. And that's what we have with hockey-related revenue. Yeah. Just so our listeners are aware, uh, kind of expected range was supposed to be about five billion, of which fifty, fifty, two and a half billion to the players, two and a half billion to the owners. Right. And that two and a half billion then gets split up by the thirty-one teams, and that gets you to your eighty-one and a half million dollars salary cap, or so in that range. Obviously, we're not going to get to five billion dollars in revenue this year. Highly unlikely that that would occur given the context of what got shut down. And that's why we theoretically could have some escrow. Uh, and the, the question I have is what happens with that final check? Do the players end up getting a higher percentage to mitigate against uh, the inevitable losses moving forward that would occur? There's a potential of that, which is also one of the driving reasons why there is so much importance put on trying to finish the regular season and have the playoffs because there's so much revenue uh, coming from uh, the season ticket bases and tickets and from revenue from television, particularly in the playoffs. So that's, uh, that's a big part of trying to make sure why, in order to get close to that $5 billion mark, and you're right, I don't think they will, they try to get close to that number. They want Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperice.com. Want to play? They want. They want to finish this regular season and and the 2020 Stanley Cup playoffs. John, I'm just going to try to improve my broadcasting location moving forward. Uh, hosting this show. Well, are you going to move from the right kitchen now. to the dining room or what? Uh, from the outhouse to the dog house. The dog house. How does that sound? Oh yeah, you're never in trouble at home. Come on now, you're a saint oh, at and, home. And by the way, I I must say I appreciate you sticking up for me on Twitter last week too, and, and saying that I'm not cheap. That's I'm I really appreciate that. That was, that was great. You did that. Well, I, the problem I was I think it was, I think it came from a member of your family. I mean, that's the problem. I mean, I even defend you against your family. You know. I know it's harsh, isn't it? Thanks, John. <laughs> Take care. Talk to you next week. Have a good April first. Yes, absolutely. Oh, we didn't even. Uh, yes, I remember uh, back in less serious times. Uh, we got Brendan Escott back at the 630 Chad Studios. Brendan, uh, there used to be this fellow that called uh, at the other station. His name was the uh, the Warrior. He had two different names. He had the Warrior, and then when he was on with Halsey on Chad at that time, he'd call in as TW. And so, uh, or maybe we didn't do it with the Warrior. We might have done it with Daily Duck, where we announced uh, my new co-host on a show called uh, Total Sports. And uh, 
brought Daly. I think it actually it wasn't the Warrior. It was Daily Doug and had him lined up to uh, be the new co-host of a show called Total Sports at that time. Fact of the matter is, uh, Daily Doug and uh, another uh, fellow I know in town, Jack Hookson, uh, they could pretty much give uh, any sportscaster a run for their money when it comes to uh, knowing their stuff. All right, let's do this. Let's get to this Dan Oilers history. It is going to go back to April 1st, 2000. When Ryan the Alberta Smith. Golden Bears were... Yeah, when the Alberta Golden Bears were celebrating their second of back-to-back University Cups that they won in the province of Saskatchewan. I'm going to hit on something else briefly. Go ahead. On this date back in 2000, what happened? Ryan Smith scores twice, and Bill Guerin notches a goal and an assist as the Oilers knock off the Phoenix Coyotes 4-3 in overtime. Tom Pody beat Sean Burke 307 into the extra frame. I mentioned the Bears because I have a memory for this sort of thing. We went out and celebrated that night of that game. That's why I remember April 1st, 2000. And uh, I don't remember uh, when I ended up shutting it down uh, that night. Now, Brendan, did you know that Grant McEwen and Trinity Western are going to be joining the Canada West for hockey next year? So there will be a second university hockey team in the Edmonton market. Did you know that? I did know that. that And I know that because some of the recruiting that's been done over the last couple of seasons out of the AJHL uh, for that McEwen program. So they are ready to make that step. Yeah, well, and as you know, uh, Alberta, generally speaking, targets the best 20-year-olds out of major junior. And uh, Grant McEwen's going to, with all due respect to their program, they're going to have to work their way up. And it's not going to happen overnight. I'm going to be really intrigued to see how Trinity Western does because uh, they seem to take things pretty seriously. Uh, tomorrow, we will have Sportsnet Color Analyst. Tomorrow is one of the favorite days for the listeners out there. We got a double whammy from Sportsnet. Sportsnet Color Analyst Louis DeBrus from NHL Hockey and Rogers. And for our friends at Canadian Power Pack, Alberta's leader in electrical construction and service, electrical prefabrication and solar, Brian Burke. Uh, we're still working on a couple of their guests as we speak here for the final couple days of this week. Um, a reminder at any time that you can text us at 780-496-0063 on our Ashley Fine Floors uh, text line. And uh, iMac has texted the show to say, Bob, is it uh, $5 billion from the tickets? Or just TV, that would concern me with regard of the cost of tickets for team to team. No, the, the $5 billion in hockey-related revenue is ticket sales, um, advertising uh, revenue, you know, signage, uh, television revenue from both a regional and national package, the radio deals. There are some teams where that's a loss. That's not the case in this market, but there are some teams where that is a loss. So there you go. Uh, Trevor M. says, the general public really loves when you talk about NHL players' paychecks every single day. Well, Trevor, we're getting asked questions about that. So there you go. Again, you can text us at 780-496-0063. Here we go. Uh, and by the way, we got lots of texts on David Staples' appearance. We'll hit on a couple blows tomorrow as well. But up next, the global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. Ongoing coverage of COVID-19 pandemic, as well as 6.30 Chad Afternoons with Jalen Nye from 2 to 6. Reed Wilkins tonight, Inside Sports from 6 to 8. So long, everybody. Have a wonderful Wednesday.
Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.